You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and as always, it's an honor and a privilege to have you here for a little bit of time, just a little bit of time. I want to run through some really cool things that just happened. Um, I moved from one house to our new house, and this is the first time, and I'm getting ready to turn 47, that I've ever been involved in homeownership. And it was a lot. There was a lot of things that were happening in a very short amount of time to make this happen. And I want to discuss with you my top five things that I kept in mind while we were going through the home buying process, while we were going through the closing, and ultimately just getting ourselves moved in. Because there are a hell of a lot of pieces to all of this. And for those of you who are traditional college students, absolutely positively, you had to move more than once. If nothing else, you had to move from your parents' house to college for most of you, unless you're doing the commuter college kind of thing. But for most of you, most of you, you have moved into a dorm, into a a college campus style situation. And a lot of the times we were moving every single year because we'd want to try out a different apartment complex or you're changing neighbors and I'm sorry, roommates. We we just, we wanted to move and that's just what we did. And even if you're not the one moving, I promise you, you're going to have a friend call you up and offer you beer and pizza to help them move. So what are some things I paid attention to over the course of the last few months to make sure that I was still taking care of my business and my relationships and my own personal health while also juggling all the different moving pieces of a move. And so the five things that I noticed that I wanted to be able to discuss with you all today is first one, planning. Number two, time management and creation. Number three, staying calm. Number four, asking for help. And number five, flexibility. Because these are important. I noticed them. I was, I, was, I was so aware of these things and their importance that it was pretty darn easy to turn them into a podcast. So you want to make sure that you're focusing on these in a lot of different scenarios. And we'll paint that for you as we move forward. So let's discuss planning. Developing a plan for a move, developing a plan for your classes, whatever it might be, it helps you stay on track and focused on your goal. Well, whatever it is, you've got to have a plan, right? Plans are worthless, but planning is priceless. Now, why do I say that plans are worthless? This is actually a real saying is because it's like Mike Tyson used to say, well, you know, everybody's got a great plan until they get punched in the mouth. I'm pretty sure one of these World War II generals was like, you know, plans are great till the first bullet comes whizzing past your head. You've got to have a plan to flex off of. All right, this could involve creating a schedule for studying, for attending classes, setting your academic goals for each semester, outlining a plan for achieving those goals. You've got to have a plan. When it came time to move the house, I had a plan. It was absolutely, this plan was on lockdown. 
So what was I going to do? You know, when we started to schedule the mover and then we had the refrigerator showing up and then we had to have the cable guy come over and set up our internet. And then how are we preparing each individual room and getting everything staged in the garage so the movers could spend less time gathering everything up and more time just moving things into the truck. It was important to have a plan. And then once we had that plan, we could begin to get flexible off of that and we'll go into flexibility at the end. Number two, time management and creation. I'd say you don't manage time, you create time. So when we, for me, moving was an extremely time-consuming process. But I manage my time well by setting realistic deadlines and sticking to them. If we needed to have everything off the walls by a certain time, if we had to have all of the clothes in the closet boxed up by a certain day, I followed the strategy I laid out. It wasn't just putting everything in a calendar as much as making up a very nice priority focus list and saying, okay, today, this is what I'm doing. For the next hour, I'm focused on this. I remember at one period of time, I was literally breaking down my entire office and I told myself, okay, at four o'clock, I need to go outside and need to get into the garage and we need to start staging all of the bins. And we did that for an hour and then we started to go into the uh, master bedroom and the guest room and start taking apart the beds and then bagging up the mattresses because we wanted this stuff taken care of before my brother came over to help me pick up some heavy stuff and put TVs in boxes and take desks off of lofts. And I had this, I mean, literally from noon to 11.30 p.m., I had every single thing ready to rock and roll. So I knew once I hit a certain time, stop doing this, move to this activity. And because I had this stuff timed out, I was able to get my tasks done in that time. It's like because I set the time for an hour and a half to get beds taken apart, beds were taken apart, dressers were moved, everything happened on time because I set a schedule. So when you set a schedule and you're mindful of it, now all of a sudden you can focus on what else you want to do outside of just studying for classes. College is demanding. Effective time creation helps you move forward with strategies that will help you stay balanced with your coursework, with your extracurricular activities, and all these other commitments for the dating life, all the way to going out with your friends and going and seeing movies, right? So do you have a planner? Do you have a Google calendar? What are you using to stay organized? How are you breaking larger tasks down into smaller steps and then being able to move through all the different steps of that task? It's like making brownies. You got to know what order to put stuff in or the brownies are going to be whack. So how are you creating time for yourself in order to make sure that not only are you getting things done, but you're not running yourself ragged? You don't want to burn yourself out. This is, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So that moves us into number three, staying calm. All right, college is stressful. We know it. We know it. I spent 12 years there and I found it stressful. I'm getting ready to start back up to get my master's degree. I understand there's going to be some stress related, but it's important to be centered in order to perform at my best, right? Whether it be deep breathing, mindfulness, just in mindfulness, you know, you could think that's hippy dippy when I mention it, but honestly, mindfulness just comes down to slowing yourself down and just being mindful of your thoughts, being mindful of the emotions that are happening inside of you. Noticing where there's automatic negative thoughts and, and then flipping those to positive self-talk. It could be exercising to manage stress and improve focus. There's a lot of different ways. And you all come up with your own. I don't need to sit here and rattle off a ton of them. But when emotions are intense, you want to make sure you're staying calm. During this move, there was a ton of stuff to do. 
And it could have been easy for me to get overwhelmed and stressed. I had to go, not had to, I got to, I was blessed to go speak at the um, CRSS event in, down in Birmingham for the Certified Recovery Support Specialist. You know, this is a whole thing through the Alabama Department of Mental Health. It was an absolutely fantastic event. I got to present for an hour there, and then I left that event for after three days of being there, hopped on an airplane, and went out to Los Angeles and taught master's level neuro-linguistic programming for a week. Came back from that, and the very next day, we were packing boxes, and I did all of this with a bum left leg because I got plantar fasciitis, which was messing up my knee and my calf muscle, and on top of that, my girlfriend had popped her back, picking up something with her back instead of her legs, so she was hobbled. It could have been very easy to get overwhelmed and stressed during all of that. Rather than allowing my emotions to run me ragged, I just took some breaks, practiced my deep breathing, just stayed calm and said, you know what? If I feel like it's chaotic around me, stop. What is the next thing I can take care of to be more prepared? This goes back to time management and creation, and this goes back to the plan. It's a lot easier to stay calm when there's a plan. Being positive and focusing on end goals is absolutely imperative. But if you don't have a plan, if you don't know what you're trying to get to, in this case, it was making sure we were as prepared as we possibly could be when the mover showed up. There was some serious Tetris going on, but we maximized our time with those guys so that we could do less car trips by ourselves time and time again all the way across town. And this is an awesome opportunity to go straight into asking for help. Number four. I knew at some point because the girlfriend's back was thrown out and my left leg was feeling a little jittery, I was going to need some help. I said, set up some time with my brother to come over and help for about an hour, hour and a half. And I knew every single thing I needed his help with. I had a list. I knew the order that would be more efficient to maximize our effectiveness. He was in and out less than an hour and a half. It could have been close to like an hour and 10 minutes. At his driving time, he was away from his house for an hour and a half. So you've got to know when to ask for help. You've, you've no doubt recognized there's times when you just can't do everything. You cannot do everything on your own. Know how to ask for help. Humble yourself to say, you know what? I really need some assistance right now. This could involve enlisting friends and family members. We hired professional movers. We were like, no, no, we're not going to get our own U-Haul and push everything down this steep-ass driveway on our own. We're in our 40s, save our backs. I lifted enough heavy crap when I was in college and was offered enough beer and pizza to choke a horse. I know what it's like to move stuff. I'm older now. I've got it in my budget. Let's bring in some professional movers to make sure that we have some people helping us out. And thank God we did because her back was killing her. She wouldn't have been able to move couches into a U-Haul. All right. And what would that have done to my back? So when you start looking at your college life and asking yourself, how are you asking for help? Are you getting academic support? Are you looking for tutoring services? Are you utilizing the office hours with your professor or with the TA? These people can help you stay on top of your coursework. Additionally, you can be utilizing mental health resources. Almost every college university that I have called or looked into has a student success center and has a mental health department, right? Mental health was important in the 90s and the early aughts when I was going to school. I know it's important now. So look for these counseling services, these support groups that can help you manage your stress and your anxiety. There are more than likely therapists or counselors on your campus. Don't wait till you need their help to first go over there 
Go over there when you first get on campus each semester. Check in. Make sure you're in the system. Make sure you see them you know, once a month just for a quick check-in. So if all hell's breaking loose and you go through a rough breakup, your drinking starts to take you down a path you weren't expecting it to, you start having issues with your roommates, you can call over there and you can get yourself a quick like appointment because you're already in their system and they're already familiar with you. Don't wait till your roof is leaking to patch the roof. The best time to take care of a leaky roof is whenever the sun is shining. The best time to drink water is before you're thirsty. The best time to eat is before you're hungry. The best time to reach out for some counseling and some support services is when you think you don't need them. Because when you do need them, you don't want to then be stuck jumping through all the hoops that could exist. You want to be able to go straight in and get the services and the support you need. Ask for help. Number five, flexibility. College has a ton of challenges. Just like moving presented me with a ton of challenges. I mean, the movers show up a little bit late. Um, They want to move the appointment up for the cable. All of a sudden, the fridge is supposed to show up four hours later. Jennifer pops her back out. Jesse blows out his knee. There's a lot of things that were going sideways on this move. So we had to be flexible. And we were able to be flexible because we had a plan. And we started preparing for this move weeks in advance. We were packing up boxes and staging stuff in the garage. We had a plan. We were waiting to activate it while I was in California. She was going to start doing some stuff. She blows her back out. First day I'm in California, all of a sudden she's not able to do all the things that she wanted to. So I had to come back and basically stop any kind of work. This is why I didn't have an episode out last week because I showed up on Tuesday instead of being able to get into the podcast on Wednesday. I had to do all the things with her that she wasn't able to do without me the whole week I was in Los Angeles. But we had started to prepare plenty of time in advance to allow ourselves the time to get things rocking. Right? You want to be able to adapt to unexpected changes and handle them with grace. Some humility, some gratitude, some integrity, being able to laugh off some hard moments. This is flexible mindset. This is growth mindset. It's the first principle in my book. College Success Habits, it's available everywhere you buy books, definitely on Amazon. You want to have a growth mindset. It builds your flexibility. Oh, wait, is flexibility number six in my book? It is. Exercising flexibility, it's the ability to problem solve quickly and having backup plans in place. Just a quick thought, hey, what if one of us gets injured? What would we do? We've got my brother, we've got some family members around town, and we've scheduled movers. College has all these unexpected challenges, right? Your schedule could change at work or with your classes. You could be having difficulty in a particular course. Learning to be flexible and adaptive to changing circumstances helps you navigate all of these challenges, right? And then whether it's in adjusting study strategies, seeking out alternative resources, having the counseling and the therapy in place or a backup counselor or therapist in case yours is on holiday and vacay, right? What do you have as a backup plan? I know a lot of people will be like, I had no plan B. I only believed in plan A. Well, uh, that's not always such a good thing. Be prepared. (laughs) Finding new ways to pursue your goals is crucial. Ultimately, the key to success in college is staying focused on one's goals and remaining committed to your academic excellence, to your career-minded focusness, to your finances, to your health. We talk about this all the time in the show. How are you physically keeping yourself healthy? How are you staying emotionally intelligent and centered and grounded? 
How are you maintaining your mental acuity so that you can fire on all cylinders when it's time to perform at your best? What are you doing spiritually? And this doesn't have to be religion. I've mentioned this plenty of times. We know that spirituality is our morals, our ethics, our values, our opinions, our beliefs, our principles, our standards of habits. That's what we're talking here. I know you're like, Jesse, how is all this going to you know, be keyed back to moving? Because you take any major project in your life and you're going to want to have a plan behind it. Know how to manage and create the time. Know how to keep yourself grounded and stay calm. Know when it's time to ask for help and be flexible throughout the entire process. Things in life go sideways. Well, how are you keeping your mindfulness around your positive and negative thoughts in the way you talk to yourself? Are you keeping at least some level of exercise in your life? Do you have a social support system? Are your hobbies engaging you in activities that challenge you, but also are quite enjoyable? That could be painting, writing, playing music, listening to music. We don't just want to distract ourselves from our negative thoughts. We want to actually shift them to positive thoughts. By having hobbies that provide a sense of accomplishment, you nurture your own mental health, your self-care, your physical, emotional, mental, spiritual needs that are all wrapped up in this, eating healthy, um, getting enough sleep, practicing your problem solving. When you're faced with a difficult situation, problem solving strategies are critical. Well, one of my clients is a actual is a, a preparation company called American Contingency. They people help people prepare, respond, and recover to natural man-made disasters. They're a fantastic organization that really focuses in on problem solving. Because we have these solution opportunities all around us. Are we looking for ways to solve them? Right? Problems arise. What are our what are our, our solution opportunities? Solving, solving, solving. Every day you're doing it more times than you can even possibly keep track of. So when difficult situations show up, what are the strategies you have to problem solve? So you can take action and feel more in control. This might involve uh, breaking a problem down into smaller steps or seeking advice from a trusted source. A lot of these things are available on your campus because you have already had people walk the walk and who are talking the talk and they're doing the doing. Be, do, have. Find the person who is doing the things that you want to be doing, that has the things that you want to be having, who is being the person you want to be. Why do you say what you say when you say it? Why do you do what you do when you do it? Why do you think what you think when you think it? Why do you act the way you act when you act it? Are you focused on what you are doing when it comes to solving these situations that pop up? Because if you're getting mired in the muck, you're going to find it very hard to work yourself out of it if you're just sitting there staring at the problem and bitching about it. You've seen plenty of people already do that. Don't be that person. And last but not least, let's just, you know, when it comes to talking about self-care and flexibility and all that jazz, you just enough cannot be said about having some relaxation techniques in your lives, all right? Manny petties, warm baths, practicing progressive muscle relaxation techniques, or listening to calming music. For me, I love listening to some trance. You know, who's afraid of one three eight? What's up, Armin? I that sometimes is extremely calming to me. Other times it's Baroque music. Other times it's uh, binaural beats. So sometimes it's the self talk app. It can be so many different things that can just help me relax, reduce my stress. It's all about promoting relaxation. And for you outside of the Western world, you might have a whole lot of different things going on I can't even imagine. 
that, that are happening. But this stuff works for you too. Just figure out your own ways of, of, of applying it and then evaluate your results and then reapply and reevaluate. This stuff is great. This stuff is important. And whether you're making a move or planning out your semester or just a date night, planning, time management, staying calm, asking for help, being flexible, all of these things are going to come into play damn near every single day of your life. If you're one of those middle school or high schoolers listening to this, start practicing this stuff now. Go get a hold of the College Success Habits book. Read those seven powerful principles. Understand why they're important, what those principles are actually doing in your life, how you can be those principles, and what if things start to go a little sideways? What do you do when the chips are down to make sure that you walk away from that situation as happy and healthy as you possibly can? And then you can evaluate what you did and you can come up with other more, let's say, not better, but more desirable ways of handling that in the future. My entire life is up for evaluation at all times, at all times. I do not think I know everything. I do not think I have everything I need to have. I do not think I know everything I need to know. I am flexible. I am focused on my personal growth and development. To me, becoming the best version of myself is that lifelong marathon. It is the journey of all journeys. There is no destination until they pop me inside that little freaking easy bake oven and turn me into ashes. So while I'm here on the live kicking and breathing, I'm going to be rocking it out. And I'm going to be focused on these five areas, flexibility, asking for help, staying calm, time management, and planning. I gave them to you in reverse order just so you'd hear them a different way, just so you'd remember them in a different way. It's all about taking this stuff and growing and evolving through learning and then applying, evaluating, and rinse, wash, repeating. You go out there and be the best version of yourself today. Focus yourself on these five key points, and I promise you, each and every day, you're going to get a little bit further ahead. 1% every day, and it's like you're 500% better the next day. Totally made up stat. Totally made up stat. (laughs) Just know that every step forward is another opportunity to prove to yourself that you're rocking and rolling through this. You are not stuck. If anything, you're standing still. But I know if you're 170-some episodes into this show, you already know it's about taking action. So take these five key points and go off and implement them today. As always, my friends, if you would like to know more about how to uh, talk about this stuff the way that I talk about it, to learn this so you can apply it even more. I teach neuro-linguistic programming. I have taught it to kids in college. I've taught it to adults in college. I've taught it to people from 18 years old all the way into their 70s. This stuff is absolutely phenomenal. It will only change everything. If you want to know how to be involved in all of the stuff that I am doing, go to jessemogul.com slash ask me. Shoot me over a message. Fill out that form. I will get back with you. I will help you the best way that I can. As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. I will see you next week. Bye-bye.